Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Great Big Owl. What? Great Big Owl. Stop saying that. What about Great Big Owl? It's a family of podcasts. Ooh. Who's in this family? Well, there's Rule of Three. That's us. (laughs) There's Brian and Roger. Hi, Roger. It's Brian. There's the The One Show Show. There's nowhere else you would find a a four or five minute film about Pine Martins. Yes. Without a sight of one Pine Martin at all in the film. There's Barry and Angelos. Uh, Gooch, gooch, chooch. Remember that lovely one. And there's Smirchpod. Could you eat first? I think we know. (sighs) Well, I know. I don't know if I'd want to eat Lazenby. Basically, look for Great Big Owl on your pod, what's it? Good idea. Have we got a sting? Owls don't sting. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the The One Show Show, the podcast that, like little Jack Horner in the corner with his pudding and pie, sits in the corner and jams its thumbs into The One Show's eyes. This is part two of this week's Ep. So, as ever, if you'd like to go back and listen to part one first in order for part two to make any kind of sense, then why not go ahead and do that now? Joining me this week to take the one show apart to see how it works before despairing of it and putting it in the bin, Mark Haynes and Michael Legg. The man they spoke to who was just another customer of the cafe on the mountain was sitting on a bench outside. He was very BBC. And it, I, I thought, well, maybe they've said to him, don't name the company. Mm-hmm. Or, or he's just, he thinks that's how telly works. So he, he just said, oh, I was hungry this morning. And I work for, a, came here for my big breakfast, but I work for a sewage company. I die, I work for a sewage company. So you can imagine it gets a little bit dirty. So we got to have a bit of food before we get stuck into it. <laughs> Yeah. And behind him is a massive pink day glow transit van with dino rod written down the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it couldn't have been more glaring. I don't want to go to a cafe where there's a dino rod fucking van <laughs> stuck outside, you know, metres away from the kitchen. Trying to unblock a bride-to-be. <laughs> 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 they also, again, did a no attempt to link it, and then everybody laughed at just how pathetically bad the show was. Well done, everyone. <laughs> I mean, it was just a... Um, Steve and Marty's tour is... <laughs> Is the funniest show in town at the moment. <laughs> Dublin next, then Belfast, and then it comes to London. Oh, gosh. Now, our next film is all about somebody who has made a living out of people touring. We are talking roadside cafes, lads. Now, we're moving on to roadside cafes. Yeah, so... <laughs> 
I'm telling you, it's a dream. <laughs> We're knocking it out of the park for but you tonight. But this one's special, okay, because this one is in my neck of the woods in South Wales, um, and it gets a glowing review from a fellow American, so this is worth it. <sighs> I mean, this is... They, they had a big hook as well about a Texan being there as well. Oh, yeah. And who that's, turned what, that's up. how they tried to link it to... Well, again, is that what they've done? They've got a film on the shelf about a burger yeah. place in Wales. They can't... That's put, American. Well, or an American visited it, did a Vox Pop, yeah. so they just sort of said Steve yeah, Martin... Do you know him? <laughs> <laughs> that, guy also, so that guy also had the remains of a Welsh accent underneath his American one. He, yeah, because his first sentence wasn't at all wasn't American. American in the slightest. And only by sentence two, because I thought, well, he's not American. And then suddenly a twang crept oh. in. Today, the snack bar is getting a visit from a real burger enthusiast. Texan Alex is swapping his fries for chips and is popping up with his boss, Jamie, and his son, Jaden. What are we having, mate? It's certainly different uh, than what we get in Texas, um, but it's a different kind of view as well. And so you can't beat uh, having a burger out here on the Welsh landscape. Obviously from Wales originally. Yeah. They also had a bit where he said to his uh, son, he went, are you enjoying that burger? <laughs> and they just cut. <laughs> didn't even, didn't even get an answer from no, a it, child. No, it's k- killed a bride. Look at her. <laughs> dead over there, full of meat. <laughs> well, this isn't before we get to Thursday. Thursday was the worst. Mm. I think, I mean, if there's balance, this has tipped it right. It, it was so boring. I, I literally watched that episode in the last couple of hours and I can't remember no freaking thing. No. I no. couldn't tell you who yes i could tell you who the guests were they're from the apprentice no I don't know. dragon's the, den oh is, is there a difference <laughs> is there a difference they're no. from one of those programs they are. that the one show knows that i don't watch <laughs> <laughs> so they knew that and they bunged those people on and yeah i was instantly bored instantly yeah. instantly bored this as well in fairness was the first day that the coronavirus thing became sort of properly big where everyone was a bit like oh shit yeah. am i going to work tomorrow but the angle they took on and got oh so how's this affecting business if there's one thing mm. on the planet that is it's literally the most dull dull boring things it's business <laughs> who gives a shit how disease is affecting business you know what people are dying admittedly not that many people but you know <laughs> not enough in my fucking book <laughs> but, uh, but people are dying and it's oh do you know it's been really awful for business oh yeah. has it but who also fucking for it? the dragons business right they're, they're multi-millionaires aren't right. they these people yeah. so I don't give a shit about that when she sort of went well it's terrible this virus it's costing me millions We're, oh well, yeah. I'm glad you got millions to it be fucking we're, we're having to air freight it over and you can't pass that on to the consumer <laughs> oh, boo fucking who Should we have to, you were having to swallow this air freight oh are you oh, yeah. oh terrible we're, for we, you we work in podcasts we literally give this away for nothing <laughs> right. come we're, crying we're about your fucking air freight fees business people in the world Jesus Christ I liked as well the fact that because they had the dragons on Yes, obviously, pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. we suddenly broken and everything. But we will occasionally stop talking about the pandemic to say, is it true there's a film coming out about the life of Levi Roots? Yeah. And we have to talk about that. Like, you know, your nan isn't sitting there crying, waiting for the scythe to come and fall. <laughs> How's he doing these days, Levi? Levi amazing. Yeah, yeah absolutely but amazing. But it's everywhere, isn't it? He's it's everywhere. still in every shop. And we're just about, he's just about to sign, we're looking at a film, would you believe? There's going to be a film... Reggae, reggae sauce reggae, film. Reggae, reggae sauce film. That is tremendous. I can't wait I to can't see that. Wait. Imagine yeah. the nachos. How are they pitching that? I mean, as a movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so what, what's, God knows. What, did God the, knows. what was the guy doing before he invented 
coking saw. He wasn't he wasn't he a musician? Right. So, right, but, so in we, like in like eighties when we had that sort of London African sort of Aswad right. sort of movement. I'm sure Levi Roots was the Aswad a, a movement. fringe member of what? that. The Aswad movement. Yeah, they sure. were huge. Sure. Oh, I mean, there was nothing bigger than the Aswad the movement. The eighties. The eighties. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher, Section eighteen, and the Aswad movement. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> So nice with your fried chicken, make burgers finger licking, and rice and peas and fish, put some reggae sauce on your list. Thank you. The reality is, anyway, his story was televised. We, we well, saw right. it because he went on Dragon's Den. Sure enough, Levi's pitch was unravelling. Duncan Bannatyne had heard enough. Levi, there's no business in this. Um, so I'm going to let you know what I am, and I'm not going to invest. So I wish you the best of luck, but I'm out. It would be great if the film is just like a hooky DVD of just, like, bootleg telly rammed it's together. Not a, it's not a feel-good story, is it? It's like, well, do you know what? Honestly, if you believe in yourself, you can make sauce. It's just... <laughs> it's not... Where's the inspiration going to come I mean, from? The, I pity whoever's writing the script, because you've got to go deep to get anything out of that. I mean, well, and again, we talked about this before. You know, British films, overall, and, and believe me, all of the stars of them come on the one show. So the recent one was Military Wives oh, that's coming out. About mm. the Military oh, Wives yeah, yeah. choir. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you yeah. just go, fucking British films. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I would like to meet the producer who's put his money into that, because... It's probably Peter Jones. Well, yeah. The other dragon. I, I think they might be interested in putting their money into this because it will be a similar sinkhole of <laughs> fucking uh, wasted funds. But they got to the Levi Roots because there was a clip from Dragon's Den, which I don't watch either, so I don't no. really know how it works, but you know, they sit there and people can pitch their stupid ideas, where a, a bloke just sang them a song on a guitar about some Chinese paste. Yeah. Sweet chili paste, fat chili paste I'm so in love with your exotic taste You'll understand what's all the craze It's time to buy and invest in my toast chili paste Okay Yeah, and, and, that, and they were raving about it Raving, because he did a song Yeah No one had tasted it bitch. No No one had tasted it Doesn't exist And he couldn't Fucking sing. water <laughs> Did a song Hundred thousand grand. <laughs> is that how money works? <laughs> yeah, is that it? Was he pitching the advert? Was that it? Was he pitch, he I pitched pitched the jingle. He's writing his own chicken tonight. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they did mention this with Levi Roots, where they were sort of going, "Yeah, it's not really about the source, though, is it? It's about how you know Levi is just a remarkable man." And what they were hinting at was that Levi Roots was so charismatic that we eat reggae reggae sauce because it brings us closer to Levi Roots, who yeah. we adore. I, mm. I don't know anything about Levi Roots. I don't have anything. I don't, I'll be honest with you, even when I said sauce, I was like, is it sauce? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't re- I don't really know. The last yeah, thing I remember, no, I there was certainly, there might be a bleep here because it's entirely possible it's wrong, that he or that his or his restaurants were shut. Long bleep, sorry. I went yeah. through a number of scenarios. <laughs> yeah. but, I um, think at home we have a bottle of his sauce in the fridge, but I think it's dated, you know, 2004. <laughs> so I think there's every chance that that did happen to him. Well, yeah. see, I definitely had a jar of his sauce, I'd say, two years ago. Yeah. And I, I, didn't, I haven't bought any since. So what I'm saying is, 
what is this film? <laughs> it's like he, he's bought a, a he's, he's made a thing that people buy once every four years. <laughs> it's absolutely it. fine. It's the oddest bit of this program, and it took me a moment to work out what was going on. So the first film they had was about again coronavirus related, mm. and they said mm-hmm. we've got a statistic. <laughs> we don't know where from because all the thing I've seen, he said, don't do this, where people are just getting in taxis rather than take public transport. Taxis are on the list of things you shouldn't go in because yeah. people. Touch, yeah. That's they're on that's the list. That's what I thought. Yeah. And the one show are now filming inside taxis, vox popping people as they're going along the road and talking about the coronavirus. Do you think you're going to get the coronavirus? Well, yeah, you're in a taxi that a whole film crew have set up and smudged stuff all around. Totally the place. worth saying as well. The last time we saw this woman, she was doing a hidden camera quiz. Now she's fucking reporting on the front line of the fucking pandemic. <laughs> what a difference a month makes. Wow. But what was odd? I was thinking uh, there's something weird about this film, and it was all about coronavirus. It was about how dangerous it could be. It was how worried you are about whether you use taxis, public transport. I was going, yeah, I'm getting this, but something's really weird. What's putting me off? What is it that's gnawing away at me? And I'll tell you what it is. Can I have a guess? Yeah. Correct. They used the theme from Jackass underneath (laughs) the whole film as a bed. Underneath the whole film. I'm Dale Forward and I'm a London Black Cab driver. You hear all sorts in my cab, but at the moment everyone's talking about the coronavirus. So, the theme from Jackass, a programme dedicated to people trying to harm themselves... Is running underneath a film about the coronavirus. What? Mental. And, it, and I was thinking, what is it? Oh my God, it's Jackass. It's the Jackass theme. What are they doing? This is like that weird porn movie from the 80s where they used the thing to Grange Hill. Hill. You've seen that too. <laughs> it was like, yeah, 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 I've seen that. Really takes you out of the narrative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they had uh, someone in the back there as well, and, and taxi driver was saying, Are you using a taxi because you're scared of using public transport? Mm. And he went, um, Oh, I avoid the underground anyway, best of times. Ah. Are you avoiding using public transport because of it? I avoid the underground anyway. <laughs> and I thought, well, not going to worry too much about you when you get your little cough and snivel. A lot of people as well who were in the back of the car, they were saying, you know, are you worried about the, the flu thing? And there's a bloke who said, well, no, it's like they say, keep calm and carry on, isn't it? Yeah. And I really thought to myself, you are going to be seeing that phrase a fuck of a lot soon on a load of gravestones, aren't you? (laughs) But surely that's why they picked the back of a taxi, because they just went, right, should we just go out to the plaza? Bit of the BBC yeah. and we'll just speak to people. Oh, there's not many people about. Where can we find cunts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every single one of them, I bet, will have started going, you know what I heard? I heard it was brought over by Romanians. <laughs> <laughs> so so when, you, when you edit through it, just, just cut the bit about the Romanians and then we'll yeah. pick up from there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There was a nice moment from Alex, and as you were saying, Michael, the, the, mm-hmm. when, when she sort of stayed down the camera and can't be asked and doesn't yep. know what's going on. She just sort of came out of that film and, and just sort of said, what does the end look like? <laughs> <laughs> And you're thinking, we're, we're watching yeah. it now. We're watching it. Uh, this Matt, is the end of days. She really is begging for an old hand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, civilization. Matt the whole to, thing. To come back after that taxi thing and just say, uh, so I think I used the word sniffles earlier, uh, but that's not the case. <laughs> we have a, we have a, a Twitter, at The One Show Show. So I get lots and lots of tweets from people who mistake us for the real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one came in from Mar Red. Calling the hashtag coronavirus pandemic little sniffles insults those suffering and dying. <laughs> uh, you can surely write back then with anything. I've only done it a couple of times. And when people have said, for Jesus Christ, get these gay agenda warriors off my, you know, how dare you? I will yeah. often write back and I will Steve say... Steve Martin and Martin Short. <laughs> <laughs> I've, 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 I think I've written back twice. And both times I've said, thank you for your email. We'll be sending you the pack very soon. And I just want them to get panicky about what the pack is. That's all it is. At the same time as, as the, the coronavirus thing came out, uh, there was a tweet which just said, oh, for God's sake, pass me the bloody sick bag. So I don't know what that was about. Um, was it, was it by the, any chance from your wife, who has been harassed by The One Show this week? They I have made it personal, haven't they? Yeah. I'm going to make a, a plea to The One this Show. Is, please this is a good, this please is good. stop harassing my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like this show, come and have a word with me, but leave them alone. <laughs> my, my wife um, is a headmistress, and she was approached via email. Let's oh, make yeah. it sound so interesting. Sure. Um, she got an email from the topical shooting researcher of the of the one show, got his phone number, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're not the bottom of the email. Mm-hmm. Mark, 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 I'm going to I'm, I'm I'm like, send you a pack. Oh, I've, um, I've already texted him loads of times. But it says, uh, dear Mrs. Haynes, I'm a researcher for the One Show on BBC One. One also, he he did a, a little O there. Should be a, a big one. Uh, we're hoping to feature a school as part of a VT to go out on tomorrow's show. It's quick filming, isn't it? Yes. As part of the VT, we want to ask parents brackets vox pops 
outside the school gates for their thoughts and opinions on the coronavirus outbreak. We will then have an expert in studio to discuss these concerns and debunk any unfounded ones. Do you think you might be able to consent to this? We wouldn't be filming children, only consenting parents. Thanks. And that is from the topical shooting researcher. Um, wow. Now, now, my wife immediately forwarded on to me and she went, mm-hmm. ah, this is hilarious. Uh, since we've been doing this podcast, I think I've been approached about three, four different times by the one show yeah. to basically ask me or my family to help out with the one show. I mean, it's absolutely, don't, I don't know. I wonder if it is just someone vaguely doing a light troll. I don't know. I'm sure it's not. But she wrote back to them and she, she said to me, look, obviously we're not going to do this. She said, it's just, it's a nightmare having TV crews down there anyway. You, you'll always get some parents who are furious about them, you know, being there. And mm-hmm. she was like, anyway, the, the parents are just going to be, you know, they're going to be forced to ask stuff. They're going to have to think of stuff. The more they have to think of stuff, the more they're going to come up with stuff which isn't really representative of what they think. Yeah. Then they're going to be yeah. on TV asking questions they don't really, that they were too sort of silly about. And it's just, it just sort of all whipped it up. So she said, look, I, I'm going to say no, obviously. But I'll ring back and say, possibly, can I have more info? <laughs> Nothing. No response from them. So unprofessional. So uh, what day did you get the email? Could have been Wednesday, John. So maybe it was for Thursday, which is when the, the Vox pop in the back of the taxi was, was it? They did have the medical expert on on Thursday, who was very good, the BBC's health correspondent. Fergus thingy. Again, that's a job that you take and you think, oh, this is nice, I'll cruise into retirement. You never yeah. think, oh, God, I'm, my phone's going to be ringing all yeah. around the clock but suddenly. I just wondered that if they, so they might have replaced your wife's school mm. with the taxi shit. Yes, they could well have done that it. I mean, I mean just a little thing for the one show. If you're going to ask if you can film at a school, you normally need more than 30 hours notice. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, you're going to need a little bit of time to do that. The other film in that was another dragon now i wondered because deborah meaden she's a right. per, she's a person she is a person yeah. i'm sure um she uh she was a dragon or is a dragon and because the other dragons den dragons were on it i wondered if they got this film off the shelf oh, and that yeah. was the link yes because yeah, yeah. she just happened to be and it was a film about disposable fashion that was mm. just also deborah meaden will be telling us why she's joined the latest trend which is not to buy the latest trend Earlier this year, I made a pledge not to buy any clothes, shoes or handbags for 12 months. Wow. Uh, Well, she did tell a very moving story about how she hasn't bought any clothes for a week or something. (laughs) And we were supposed to feel like this was an impressive thing. And she even met that that there was another woman in it who's like, oh, my God, I can't believe now I'm I'm going to, like, second-hand clothes shops now to buy my clothes. Really? How, why would you go on TV and go, it's amazing, I, I, isn't it? I would like to publicly embarrass myself and yeah. everyone yeah. who's ever met me? Could Deborah mean starting off by going, I haven't bought clothes, shoes or a handbag in the last right. 12 months, anything new. Welcome to being like a 40-year-old man. You don't buy clothes anymore. You don't <laughs> no, need to. Happen. I'd say in the last year, and it's not like I'm, I'm doing it as a sort of principal thing or anything. I would say in the it's last year, I have been given two T-shirts. And that is the sum total of the new clothing that I've been given. The the woman who they had on afterwards, the younger Mm -hmm. woman who came on, she was saying she did shopping twice a week. So Deborah Meaden was sort of saying, have you not thought about doing it less? And they basically got to the end bit. And Deborah Meaden said to the the woman, how about you take the pledge to not buy any new clothes for 12 months? And this young woman looked at her and she just went, I don't think I can do that. She said, but I could... I could do a month. And Deborah Meaden was like, oh, fantastic, I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. Straight in. Mm. And then you Fucking knew. businesswoman yeah. of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine has found herself a couple of vintage outfits to add to her wardrobe. But has she been convinced to cut down on the number of new clothes she buys? So have your views changed? Yeah, I think they're gradually changing. I found Becky really inspiring. 
So what if I was to push a little further and say, how about a pledge for 12 months of no shopping? So maybe I could do one month. A month? I'll take a month. Shake on it. Okay. But then you knew it was a film from off the shelf because she went, shake on it. And then they shook hands. Oh, yeah, that's All right. So the one show, your film's about coronavirus and now you're saying about shaking hands. Yeah. So uh, they should have edited that bit out. That was irresponsible. I, I did People like the, have died because of that film. <laughs> I did like the young woman saying to her, you say you haven't bought any clothes for 12 months yet, but that's probably made easier by the fact that you've probably got a wardrobe full of absolutely beautiful clothes from all the previous years. And Deborah Meaden went, yes, that's absolutely true. That's a valid point, she said, but I don't think it makes my decision any less valid. <laughs> <laughs> didn't give reasons, just spoke very firmly. But for most people, they're not in the privileged position you're in. Um, they don't have a wardrobe full of amazing clothes, but I'm sure you have already. Well, it's true. I mean, I have definitely got too many clothes. But the fact I can buy more clothes and are deciding not to makes my decision to do that, I think, equally as valid. Very nicely done. And they came off the back of this, which I thought was possibly the low light of the week. I thought it was a really boring, dull film. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Alex just went, well, that was a good film, wasn't it? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that was a good film, wasn't I? Thank you, Deborah, for that. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. Worth saying as well, last week I mentioned one of the two people I really detest most on television was James Martin. James Martin was on this week. He was. Again, another thing that we've mentioned in the show that immediately comes to pass on the fucking one show. But that ended with with a tribute to Albert Rue Jr. that James Martin uh, had filmed on his telephone. Yeah. And not in uh, landscape mode, in portrait mode. Yeah. And I like the way he he was almost going to cry, but he didn't. No. That was really good. (laughs) It was good. Because we almost got genuine emotion, but he went, now, can I just... uh, I just... When we were talking about the the otter anecdote, I'd forgotten the tenuous way. I've just sort of... I made a note of it. It was why I just glanced at it. Because they didn't even bother dressing up the link between the beaver film and the otter anecdote. Mm. So, Because Alex just simply said, well, that leads us very neatly to your anecdote involving an otter. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Doesn't it, though? It is neat. <laughs> yeah. um, that leads us very nicely to your anecdote regarding uh, yeah. an otter, Noel. Yeah, yeah so I, uh, I worked with an otter on a, a movie that was uh, producing... That's not even trying. It's not even proper human conversation. Any other business? Have we missed it? Has anyone missed anything? Anyone want to pick up some other terrible moment? I mean, you've just forgotten a lot now. It it was an experience. I mean, um, I don't ever want to watch another episode again. (laughs) Also, I don't want you to watch another episode again. (laughs) I don't want you to have to go through uh, this. Sometimes they have bands, right? Well, they had sparks on. Yes, they sometimes, do sometimes they get have bands. bands. That's true. So, honestly, it makes me cross when I think of the people who have been on who could have benefited from doing something else with someone who was interested. Do you know, on, mm. on a purely on a purely selfish note, the company that makes this also makes Rule of Three. That's a, a comedy sort of analysis program mm-hmm. with Joel Morris and Jason Paisley, yeah. and they've had some big names on it. So Eddie Izzard's coming up really soon, and it's just yeah. a glorious thing where I, a comedian I, I, comes I've on. on. You've done it, yeah. <laughs> um, they, big name. <laughs> very much. Yeah. That was episode like four when it was starting. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been the guinea pig for so many podcasts. <laughs> I totally understand. But one of the uh, things that the, the guys did was they contacted, when we found out that Martin, Steve Martin was coming over, they mm-hmm. contacted Steve Martin's PR oh, yeah. people to say, we would love Steve Martin to come on and do a rule of three. And I know it's a small podcast and everything, mm-hmm. but he would have loved it. He would have been fascinating. Yeah. Everyone would have gone, this is a lovely addition to the work of Steve Martin that is publicly available, where we got Steve Martin talking about the thing he loves the most in comedy. And 
instead you end up putting them on a fucking one show. And I think about, like when mm-hmm. you say with Sparks, if there had been a show where Sparks could go on and talk about their musical heroes and then play two fucking numbers, how much better that would be for the world than sticking them on the one show in front of two people who don't know who they are, who don't know their legacy, who are never going to listen to them afterwards, who will go back home and go, there were two strange men and one of them looked like Hitler. You know... <laughs> Please welcome the brothers whose new album, Hippopotamus, got them a top ten hit for the first time in over 40 years. Matt, you ready? Who are they? You ready? Go. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ron and Russell Mayle, a.k.a. Spark! Nice to see you. Thank you. Um, So, Ron, now we know you as kind of the serious one, and we normally just see you behind the keyboard, but we were treated. (laughs) So, at the BBC Music Festival in Glasgow, you came alive, should we just say? Occasionally, I do come alive. Wow. (laughs) Very very small spurts. So, watch, here we go now. Wow. And he's off. Amazing. I can't do that. That's incredible. Not bad for... Do you mind me asking what, You're 72? Uh, no, I'm not going to say... No, no, we won't go. We won't go. Catalog. The answer is... Day after day of wasted fucking opportunities. It is, but, it's all, but the answer is, to be very dull, the answer is, of course, PR, isn't it? Because the, the one show, it's shit, but yeah. it's five million viewers worth of shit a night. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's probably going to sell some Look, tickets. I mean, and with the best will in the world, you know, rule of three isn't the PR's in We'd love it, but the PR didn't give a shit all about, about podcasts. But everyone who listens to that, is a, they're more likely to buy a ticket yes. to Steve Martin yeah, than the like, 95% of people watching this in nursing homes who can't get up to turn it <laughs> off and haven't left in five fucking and are now years. isolated and can't even leave their armchair. Absolutely. So, yes, so I'm, I'm, not, saying, I'm not saying the one show has stolen rule of three's guests. <laughs> I want to make that clear. <laughs> but I'm saying it does seem to me symptomatic of the fact that you know you end up with this shitty fucking show and i imagine if steve martin ever comes back to britain again yeah he's gonna go do you know what i'm probably not gonna do any any pr stuff on tv because we did that last thing and it was yeah. bullshit to be honest, i'll be honest i'll be brutally honest with you i mean same thing i mean the only reason michael's on this week is because steve martin turns down i can see why now all right steve martin michael leck next one now yeah don't even ask martin short <laughs> no <laughs> we're straight around him <laughs> Uh, right, that brings us, I think, to the end of the programme. We must bring proceedings to a close. Please do remember to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and so forth, because, frankly, we have to watch the one show to make this for you, and by God, it's a very difficult ask. But while you're remembering to do that, also remember this and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you. Goodbye. <laughs> You heard of Great Big Owl? Yes, they make this podcast. Yeah, but not just this podcast. You're shitting me. Name some others. Well, there's Trolled. We had Luciana Berger and Gary Lineker coming on. Oh, yeah, and there's Crime Club. Did you get done for that? Yeah. There's The Fear. It's a kid's show. They really, really scared me. There's Always There. Thanks very much, because I would never have gone oh. down Howard's way oh. had you not asked me. There's Friends with Friends. Shoving a funnel in Joey's mouth and Rachel pours fat yeah. down. <laughs> and there's Ask the Nincompoops. Kids ask us the questions they want answered. That's for kids we shouldn't have sworn earlier. Bollocks. Quick, play the sting. Great big owl. 
Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.